Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Don here, and I want to welcome you to another installment of Moa's Ark, <laughs> where you know God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guys, and we live in the agape. Amen, amen, amen. I'm so excited to be before you once again today. I thank God. Mm. He is an awesome God. He is a mighty God. He is a God that loves his children. And I thank God. I thank God for this opportunity to come before you on this morning to minister a word according to what God has placed in my spirit. I want to release, I want to release it, release it to you on this morning that it will bring forth manifestation in your life. I thank and praise God that the words that he allowed to come out of my mouth this morning, that they will be made manifest in your life and bring forth life (laughs) and that more abundantly. Father God, we thank and praise you this morning morning for everything that you have been and everything that you are doing and have done in our lives. We have a great expectation that you will continue to move mightily in each and every one of our lives, touching every situation, every circumstance, and raising it to your standard of glory. Lord God, we thank and praise you. We honor you. We bless your holy name, for your name is great, Ty. Yes, God, and it is great greatly to be praised. Oh, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Because you are a mighty God. You are an awesome God. You are a righteous and a holy God. Oh God, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. Oh my Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, there's power in the name Jesus. We love to call on your name. What a sweet, sweet name. (laughs) Oh, we need the power of your blood that was shed on our behalf. Lord God, we thank you. We honor you, and we do not take for granted that you allowed us another opportunity to come into your presence. Now, Father God, we ask this morning, Lord God, that you will allow me to decrease that your spirit will increase on the inside, that those who are under the sound of my voice will experience your life-changing anointing that has been placed on my life. Father God, we ask right now, oh Jesus, that you will hide me, hide me, my God, that your people will see you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we glorify you. We magnify you. Now touch the hearts and minds of your people, Lord God. Prepare us, Lord Jesus, as we get into your word. Prepare us, Lord God, as we yield ourselves to you, as we surrender our hearts, our minds, and our souls to you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, have your way. Let your perfect will be done. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Thank God and amen. All right, all right, saints and 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 those who have 
joined today. The Lord has placed a word in my spirit and the word that God has given me this morning is my God shall provide. My God shall provide. I thank and praise him this morning. I'm excited about this word. (laughs) Oh my God, my God. Y'all get ready now. God is going to meet us here. Amen. All right. We're going to get ready to just jump right on into the word. I love you all, and I thank you for joining on this morning. Let's get going. All right, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He is worthy. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. Wherever you are, (laughs) wherever you are under the sound of my voice, I want you to take the next few seconds to just praise our God. Oh, because he is worthy. If God has done anything for you, I want you to just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. You ain't got to think on everything, but just think on that one thing, (laughs) the one thing that God has done for you. Uh, Oh, my God is a great God and he is greatly to be praised. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Glory to your name. See, it ain't hard for me to praise my God. It is not hard for me to say thank you, Jesus, uh, because God has been so good to me. Uh, God has been just that good. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, he's a great God. Uh, He's a worthy God. Uh, He's an awesome God. Uh, Oh, if you just think back on yesterday. (laughs) Oh, he woke us up. He met every need. My God. Uh, Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, He is a worthy God. He's an awesome God. He loved us when we couldn't even love ourselves. My God, what a wonderful God. What an awesome God. Oh, Jesus, even though we were undeserving, God gave us mercy and his grace. He saved our souls. He made us whole. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Some of us uh, are in the best place uh, that we've ever been in our lives. Uh, Some of us uh, are experiencing the best blessings uh, that we have experienced in our lives. Uh, We are walking in our latter days uh, and they are sure enough greater. (laughs) If you know like I know uh, what God has done for you, uh, if you know like I know uh, that God is a great God uh, and he's worthy to be praised, uh, I want you to take a few moments uh, wherever you are under the sound of my voice uh, and begin to praise uh, our God. Uh, Thank you Jesus. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you have done. Uh, Thank you for where you brought us from. Uh, Thank you for what you're sending us to. Uh, Thank you, Lord God, for never leaving us, uh, forsaking us. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Oh, God, uh, that even a wretch like me, uh, oh, God, uh, that you loved us on the corner of Oshaya. Oh, God, we love you. 
we honor you, we worship you because you are worthy. You are worthy of all the praise. You are worthy of all the honor. You are worthy of all the glory. And we give it up to you. We give it up to you. Oh God, we thank you. Ah, yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Now, Father God, once again, we ask, have your way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, uh, let your will be done. God, we need you. We need you in this hour. We need you in this season. Uh, we can't make it without you, Lord. Uh, oh, Father God, send us a rhema word uh, from on high. Father God, we need to hear from you right now, Jesus. Uh, we need to know how to walk right. Uh, we need to know how to talk right. Uh, we need to know strategy against the enemy, Lord Jesus. Uh, oh, God, we need you. Mm, you are our strength uh, and our weakness, Lord God, and we surrender all to you. Uh, now, Father God, word my mouth as I begin to minister to your people. Father God, have your way. Let your will be done. Let my thoughts align with your thoughts. Uh, let my words align with your words. Uh, oh, Father God, bring power. That those who come, Lord God, heavy laden and broken, Lord Jesus, that you will restore them. Oh God, oh God, we trust you. We trust you, Jesus. Oh, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Uh, now, Father God, we seal this prayer this morning through our faith. And we ask, Lord God, uh, that you will have immediate manifestation uh, of your glory over this here prayer, over this here word, Lord God. Uh, and that you will dispatch your angels uh, to do that which uh, you have commissioned them to do in each and every one of our lives. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Lord God, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, y'all. God sent me with the word. He sent me with the word. And God said, my God shall provide. My God shall provide. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that. I want you to receive that. Allow that to just permeate through your body all the way through your soul. Let your spirit ring out. My God will provide. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the circumstance is. God said, my God will provide. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. We are living in a day and in a time where there is a lot of, of turmoil. There is a lot of, of, of stress, tribulation. We have just been going through it. We have been going through it. We are in a, a generation where we do not reverence God in the manner by which we ought to. I remember growing up in, in the church. I, I came up and I thank God. Oh, my Jesus. I thank God for allowing me to start my journey with him 
in the church of God in Christ. And when I say start my journey, start my journey of, of learning him under the, the covering of the church of God in Christ. I learned so much. I learned so much. I remember we used to have prayer meetings and we would come and, and I was young. I was, I was a teenager and, and I didn't know much about the culture of the church. I didn't know much about the inner workings of the church because I wasn't raised around that. And I remember I would come to these prayer meetings and, and you'd have the mothers that would begin to pray. And they'd start out with, you know, the, 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 uh, um, they start out the prayer and they start out with the worship music and they start out with the praise and, 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 and they start the praise and worship and they, they start the calls, uh, uh, call to action. And so as I was a teenager and I was experiencing this, I was so overwhelmed with the things that I would see and, 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 and trying to process and belong and not understanding what I was experiencing. But I knew I was experiencing something. <laughs> I thank God. I thank God for putting me under the mothers. I'm telling you, I would just love to just sit and just listen to them speak and, and to teach and, and to encourage and to instruct. It was a phenomenal thing to come through the way that I did. And I thank God because I feel like he custom built me. <laughs> oh my God, my God. But what where I'm going is we would pray. We would pray and we would be very deliberate about prayer. I remember coming up in the church of God in Christ and as we um, structured our week, we would be in the church two, three times a week. Two, three times a week. And, and during those two or three times a week, the preacher, the teacher, would probably be up there maybe 10% of the time, 10% of the time. The, the remaining time was around uh, uh, prayer. We would have shut-ins. We would, we would have worship service. We would have praise service. Now, I'm not discounting preaching. I'm not discounting teaching. Because those things are necessary. Those things are needed. But what I'm saying is, is that we got away from much of what gave us the power that we needed to defeat the things that we were enduring in our lives throughout the week. And it seems like there has been a shift. There's been a shift. I heard a preacher talk the other day. He was talking about all of this self-help stuff. And, and, and how we get so caught up in, in, in this, this concept of manifestation, manifesting things. <laughs> he began to talk about how we have veered away from God being the source of our supply. And we have the audacity to believe that we are doing these things for ourselves because we're meditating on it. 
were thinking on it time and time again, and then it began, it, it, it comes to pass. So we think that we're manifesting. We're regulating our thoughts and controlling our emotions and, and dictating our actions and our behaviors. And we think that we are bringing peace in our own lives. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Taking away from God the power, the very essence of who he is, my God shall provide. See, this is why with us a lot of times when we get on these highs and we have these super high highs and then we come to these super low lows, it's because we are not acknowledging the true source of our supply. We're not connected to the vine and which gives us the power that we need. Like I said, when we were growing up, when I was growing up in the church, we would have these prayer meetings. And, and I mean, this is, we talking about three, four hour services on into the night at times. Where it was nothing but prayer, nothing but intercessory prayer, nothing but prayer. And sometimes I would, I would you know, especially when I, when I first started praying, I would just get on my knees in the pews and just get silent and just start thinking, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> I would hear how eloquently the, the, the mothers would be praying to God. I would hear the force of the power in their voices and say, God, what am I supposed to be doing here? And for a season, God allowed me to be under the covering of these anointed, and I mean powerful women of God to just sit there and listen because I didn't know what else to do. I, I would try to mimic what I saw in them, but it just, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person, I can't fake it. Now, 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 let me be clear. In the secular world, in my job, I, I am notorious for fake it till you make it. But it's just something about the Spirit of God. It's just something about worshiping Him in spirit and truth. I just couldn't, I, I, I couldn't be one of those to fake it. I remember watching uh, the mothers in the church. And it's, it's, it's funny because uh, one of the mothers in the church, I loved her. I, 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 I'm telling you, I loved her. And... Uh, she was a little distant from me, but that was okay. But I just loved her. But she she would always, when she praised God, if she would always have this wild and, 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 and unregulated praise that she would do. And I would just watch her. I'd just watch her. And I would think in my mind, wow, the Holy Spirit will do that to you? But I never felt it. I never felt it. And I can remember... Uh, you know, because we play around in the church and her daughter, her daughter always laughed. I mean, she just, she just got so tickled with the way that her mother would worship God. And she would laugh. And, and, and when I tell you, and I, I haven't talked to her in years, 
or, or been in service with her for years. But as we got older and we got filled with the Holy Spirit, for real, for real, she, she prays just like a mama. <laughs> she used to laugh. She prays just like her mama. But I would watch her and I would see them. I would hear them speaking in tongues and I would hear them praising God and I would watch what they were doing. And I said, God, why don't I feel you that way? Why don't I experience you that way? Is this thing real? Is it, is it real? I don't want, I, I, look, I'm not going to be fake like that. You know, cause, cause some, some of us, and we knew, we knew which ones because as teenagers, we knew what the others was doing. <laughs> and some of us would come up in there and, and, and we knew they was faking. Sometimes they do it to be funny so we can laugh, <laughs> you know, mimicking the adults. And it was one day. And I'll never forget. It was one day when God filled me with the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm telling you, we were, we were in a storefront church in Detroit. I was going to Refreshing Springs. And I remember the first lady. They would always, and, and see, I hear people talking about tarrying in the Spirit. And how we used to pray and how we used to uh, 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 wait on the Lord and, 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 and try to pray and, and tarry with folks until they got saved, until they got filled with the Holy Spirit. That was my experience. That was my experience. And I thank God for it. I thank God for it. Because here's the thing. That was something to that. It was something to that. We are lacking. We are lacking in the church today. Because we're missing the substance. It's, it's almost like, you know, when you take grandma's recipe. And over the years, somebody put, add a little something to give it a little bit more flavor. But then you get to that generation where they say, oh, all right, well, grandma used to do it this way. But now we, we, we want to do it our way. We'll, we'll take some bits and pieces of what grandma used to do. And we'll add it to our own recipe. We'll, we'll still call it the same as grandma did. But we'll take the bits and pieces. And, and somebody who know, because sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. But somebody who know what it ought to taste like come in and taste your recipe and, and realize that, wait a minute, something is missing here. Because the way grandma used to do it, 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 it may have been a little overpowering in taste, but it was good. It was good. But baby, what you made, what you got, the ingredients that you took is, is lacking the, the core substance of what we need. And that's what I feel like is going on in the church today. I feel like we got so... I feel like we got so ridiculous with these philosophies about whether we did it right back in the day versus how we do it today. I remember growing up in the Church of God in Christ and we couldn't wear lipstick. 
or red nail polish. And and see, I was under my parents' roof, but I was submitting to the authority of my spiritual leadership at, at, at that season of my life. So while my parents, you know, they were they were strict. And we couldn't do a lot of things that the world was doing. So it was a little bit consistent. But I remember those days when we were told you couldn't wear makeup, you couldn't wear red nail polish. And I remember when the first lady, (laughs) I was going to refresh the spring. And and she said, I'm not going to walk around with no makeup on. And I, I feel like that freed a whole lot of people. That freed up a whole lot of people. But we got so ridiculous with it that we began to denounce even, even the core, the origin of the why behind the what. See, the thing is, what we were instructed, it was nothing wrong with that. Separate yourself. Be ye separated. Separate yourself from this world. Because we are in the world and not of the world. And which means we are not a part of this society in a way that we ought to uh, um, assimilate into their culture. We need to be uh, uh clearly, identifiably different than the world. It's it's just that simple. So the, the, the what that they were instructing us to do was right. You ought not be, you know, you, you ought not be like the world. Don't be painting your face like some harlot. For the, for the purpose of drawing sexual attraction or attention. That, that, that's, that's what they were saying. Now, put on a little makeup to enhance the beauty that God has given you. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. They said, don't go to the movies. Don't listen to their music. The what that they were instructing us was that we did not need to assimilate into their culture, into their way of being. We need to be separate. And see, we got so foolish with it and so ridiculous. We said, all right, well, since uh, we grew up, and, and, and we were restricted from all of this stuff. We feel like we missed out. So now we're going to just denounce all of that. And we're just going to incorporate all of this worldliness into the church, into our traditions, into our way of worship, into the way that we entreat God, into the way that we deal with and, 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 and engage with others. And now look at where we are. 2021. 
and there is no power in the church. And, and, and see, we mistake power for emotionalism. We mistake power for charismatic uh, uh, demonstration and theatrics. But baby, power is, 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 is souls being saved. Power is healing taking place. I remember them healing services that were derived from weeks of prayer. Come on now. We got in there, we prayed, we praised. And I'm not saying that people were not struggling with cancer, diabetes, mental illness, drug addictions. A lot of things were going on. But God came in and he brought forth healing. He brought forth deliverance. So let's get into the word. The word says, our God will provide. Y'all remember when Abraham was instructed to sacrifice his son. Sometimes when I think about that story, and in my mind, there, there was a season of my life, and I said was, because I'm, I'm walking my deliverance out. <laughs> there was a season in my life where my children were my everything. I loved my babies desperately. And you could not change my mind. I made my babies my idols. Because everything about me was sourced by and into the enhancement of their lives. Everything about me, every decision I made was about how is <laughs> it going to improve their lives. Mm. So my babies were my everything. And God had to shake it up. He said, you will have no idols before me. And that's for another day. We're going to talk about it. But I made them my idols. So, so whenever I think about this story in the Bible, I wonder, well, Abraham, how could you consider sacrificing your own child mm. for a God that you've never seen? For a God that while you heard him, never... Because, see, they didn't know Jesus. Jesus had not yet walked the face of the earth. And while God allowed himself to come manifested in, 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 in the form of angels, 
I'm saying it. We, I, I, I feel God. God is in me. But how, Abraham? How? Could you decide before you knew the end that you would sacrifice your child? And what God showed me was that even as as Abraham was, was making the decision, because in the Bible, it makes it seem like it was just just that quick. God said, do it. He said, all right. And he just moved forward. But in the, the, in that moment, there was a delay of time. That allowed Abraham to process. To, 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 to allow Abraham to go back over the, the, the lifespan of his relationship with God leading up until that day. And just like the Hebrew boys, <laughs> he said, my God will provide. Abraham knew and understood like, like Job. Job said, even when I can't trace him, I trust him. My God will provide. And it was not up until maybe the last year or so when, like I said, I, I had to go through maybe the most difficult season in my relationship with my children. And God showed me something concerning Abraham and the sacrifice that that he was instructed to do with his son Isaac. God showed me that Abraham was not new to this. He was true to this. He saw that God had already fulfilled all of his promises up until that point that he had made to him. Not only that, Isaac was a miracle in and of himself. Because God said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And Abraham had far surpassed the season of his life that he naturally or normally would have reproduced. So Isaac was a miracle in and of himself. And I believe That the reason that there was no hesitation, that there was no doubt, that seemingly Abraham had no time to reconsider his decision before he made his declaration, here I am. 
as a true worshiper, here I am to fulfill what you have called me to do. The reason I believe that he didn't question God, that he let God know that he was willing to do what he has called him to do is because he knew that God, if if he sacrificed his son's life because God promised him that he would be the father of many nations, that God, that would have been a resurrection of life. He, He knew it. I am convinced. I'm convinced that he believed that (laughs) no matter what my God is going to bring him out. Can you imagine? Three days. Three days. This man had to go back and forth contemplating because he had already made the commitment to God. He had already said, I'll do what you have called me to do. And now, Moments before it's time for you to do it, you still have the ability to make the choice to back out. Now, I know many of you know the story. And many of you know how it started and how it ended. But the thing that God is showing me on today that has increased my faith is that Abraham had a made-up mind that not if God does it, but because God told me to do it, all things will work together For my good. And I love my son. He was given to me as a gift from God. He was a miracle. He was a prayer, a promise answered. And no matter what the circumstance or the situation, at the end of this, If I take my son's life because God told me to, God will provide. Oh, he's going to raise him from the dead. To God be the glory. And I can only imagine in the mind of Abraham as he was considering the sacrifice that he was asked to do. Was contrary to the fulfilled promise that God had given to him. So I can imagine the confusion that was going through his mind. 
the confusion about the future of his family and the future of the covenant that he has with God. Can, can we just be real? Can we just be real? How many times has God instructed us to do a thing? And he said, without doubt, I want you to get rid of this. And you say to God, well, God, if I, if I get rid of this, what, what am I going to do about my future? I was, I was privileged to spend some time with my husband's mother and her sister. With, with my husband and, and a group of us went up to Cleveland uh, to, to, to go visit the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and, um, in Cleveland. And I will tell you, it is a beautiful museum. And spoiler alert, <laughs> they tell you the origin of, of music and, and, and how a lot of these different uh, genres of music got their start. And, 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 and most of it came from the church. Most of it originated in the church, but you all go and, and visit. But anyway, I was, I was sitting under, and I love, love, love to sit under older people because I get so fascinated with their lives and, 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 and the things that they have experienced. But anyway, uh, my husband's aunt made a comment. She said, and this is, this is an age-old term, you know. She said, a bird in the hand is greater than two in the bush. Now we we all know that. We all understand that, right? And 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 what that means is what you got now. Ho ho be 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 grateful for what you got. Be a good steward over what you got. Hold on to what you got. Because don't while the value of what you see may have increased in double once you release what you got. There's no guarantee that you're going to get what you're looking forward to. So I can only imagine that as Abraham was contemplating doing what he had committed to God that he would do he, he, he's got the faith. He's got the faith. But I can only imagine how fear, doubt could creep in. Because he got that bird in the hand. He's got, he's got that son. He's got Isaac. God said, I'm going to make you father of many nations. And, and, and when God makes us a promise, when God says, this is what I'm going to do, you know, all up until that time that we receive it, we still question it. All right, well, God, are you really going to do it? But when God allowed that thing to manifest in our lives, 
and we can see it, we can feel it, we can experience it, we got it. And you want me to let go of the bird I got in my hand for the bird and for the two in the bush? Come on now. Because I can now see through this seed that many can come. I got Isaac. He said he was going to make me the Okay, all right, I'll see. But you're going to have me sacrifice the very thing that you will use as the vessel to bring forth the promise that you have given me. I, 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 I question this. God spoke a thing to me earlier today, or yet, well, yesterday, because today is Saturday morning. He spoke it to me on Friday. And I share with you all, I've been going through this little challenge on the job, and, and they trying to figure me out. I'm trying to figure them out. They trying to figure out how they want to handle it and things like that. And so someone stepped in to kind of help offered me an opportunity. The first opportunity was to relocate to California, uh, to uh, Monterey Valley. And so, of course, me and my husband, we got excited. We were ready. We were ready. And then the, the offer became, well, maybe not Monterey Valley. Maybe we'll, we'll send you to uh, Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. And when I tell you, I, from, from jump, I struggled with it. But I had become so desperate in my situation and what I was going through that I said, you know, maybe it's not a bad thing. Maybe, you know, it, it'll be okay if, if we move. And, and I know that my company, you know, they, they will pay for relocation and pay for me to, you know, get there. And I said, I, I had come up with all these different scenarios about how it will work. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning. I mean, yesterday morning, as clear as I am speaking to you and said, let it go. Let it go. Don't take it not one step further. Because God said, I have ordered your steps. There is yet work that God has for me to do in this region, in this city, in this town. God has purpose for me here. Not only that, God had given me a promise. And I'm seeing it manifest. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. And God ain't back and forth like that. So I, I had to go to the lady and I said, well, thank you. I, I appreciate your effort because I believe she was coming from a good place and a good space. I said, but I can't do it. But all the while, I'm thinking in my mind and in my head and, and I can imagine Abraham doing the same. Well, God, without hesitation, I heard your word and I did what you said. 
Now it's the moment of truth. <laughs> after you make the covenant, after you make the commitment to follow through on what you promised God that you would do. As a mother, now, now Abraham was the father of Isaac, but I don't believe that there's a separation in, in, in logic and judgment when it comes to love for your children, you know, as a parent. My, now, my husband, he oftentimes say, when it comes to the children, you know, mama's love is unconditional, but my love come with conditions, but I don't buy it. I don't buy it. He, he, he loved those children unconditionally, just like I do. <laughs> and, a, and a secret of the matter is, as much as I love them, the daddy play tough. He, he, he crumbles before I do. He'll, he'll renege before I do. He, he talks a good game. <laughs> but when it come down to it, I'm telling you, he, 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 he be the one pulling me back. Well, baby, we, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't, you know, do these things. After he done robbed me all up. But anyway, so when it, when it comes to that sacrifice, I don't believe Abraham was thinking like a father or thinking like a mother. He was thinking about a parent who loved this child. But he had resolved in his heart and in his mind that my God will provide. God tested Abraham. He didn't, he didn't tempt them now because remember, God is not a God that brings condemnation or temptation. He's a God who will test you and bring conviction. And so he tested Abraham. And he didn't test Abraham in the sense of how we test people to verify their credibility or to make sure that they are um, worthy because God already knew. He tested Abraham to exercise his faith because anything you exercise will become stronger. If I'm going to make you the father of many nations, if I'm going to use you as an instrument to demonstrate my glory in the earth before I send my son to walk in flesh and blood, I need you to know that you know that you can trust me. Mm, 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 mm. Even with your greatest Value, you can trust me. 
And many of you know how the story went. Abraham, right as he was ready to do what God had called him to do, what he had committed to do, as he was ready to sacrifice his only, his, 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 not his only son, but he was ready to sacrifice his beloved son, the son of his promise, the son of his destiny. God said, hold on, hold on. The word of God said, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. Abraham heard the little rustling in the bush. He saw the lamb. I can imagine in that moment how good it must have felt for Abraham to know that not only did I believe God will provide, I now know that my God will provide. I hear preachers and, and, and comedians and people joke about how Isaac must have, you know, when, when he realized everything that was going on, how he must have uh, 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 responded to his father. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you was about to take my life. But I believe, I believe this. I believe that Isaac had like or similar faith. I watched my husband with my baby boy and the relationship that they have. And when I tell you, they get on my last nerve so many times. They get on, oh boy. Annoying. No, I'm just kidding. But they have a, a relationship. I joke with them because a lot of times all, all they sit around and do is they communicate like this. Mm, ah, grunt, Barely say two, three words to each other. But, but they communicate in such a way that they understand each other. But my husband... And my son have always had a relationship with each other where they are honest with each other. And I'm I'm telling you of all of my children, and I love all my babies, but I've observed all of their relationships with my husband. And again, like I said, my husband, he, you know, he act like the horror guy, but he ain't. He, he love all of his kids. He just relate to them different. But I always have admired the relationship that he had with my son because even when my son would do things and he would get in trouble and he, <laughs> he would look me straight in the face and lie 
And it took it took the other kids to tell me <laughs> that he could lie with a straight face. Because I I would fall for it every time. But one thing my son would not do is lie to his father. He tell me all kinds of stuff. When the when his daddy asks the question, he gonna tell him the flat out truth about whatever it is. It, it don't matter. And vice versa. My husband, I I, you know. I'm not going to say I lie to my kids, but I'm just going to say. And sometimes I may, you know, not give you the, all of the straight up whatever, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm trying to meet some kind of goal. But my husband will go and tell this boy, you know, certain things. So that's the relationship that they have. They have a relationship with each other that has built a solid foundation of truth. And, and with these two boogers, it don't matter how bad it is. They go let each other know the truth about the situation. And, and that's liberating. You know, that is so liberating and so freeing. You can be 100% yourself. Now, you, you may get some consequences. So, you know, some of those times when, when my husband would go to my son and and, you know, typically it's when he did something he had no business doing and he asked him and he fessed up to it. And my husband, you know, you still got to deal with the consequences. But man to man, they know they ain't, they ain't got to lie to each other. So I, I could, in my mind, I can kind of picture the same type of rapport that my husband has with my son, you know, it's just straight up. You know, we we talk, we we men, you know, from from when the boy was a baby, <laughs> you know. We we I'm a, I'm gonna be straight with you, you be straight with me. So while we speculate about how that journey must have been for Abraham and Isaac as they were going to the mount, we 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 assume that Abraham didn't disclose to Isaac what was going on. But I believe he told him. I believe that he shared his faith with him. I believe that he shared with Isaac who God was. And I believe they both went knowing that God will provide. That no matter what it looks like, no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance, that all things work up together for the good of those who love the Lord. And if God instructed me to do it, God is going to provide what I need. Not only that, God is not going to take away from me what he gave me to increase. So I just want to encourage somebody today. 
I want to encourage you this morning to know that God will provide. No matter what you're looking for, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the situation is or how it looks, God will provide. Because God, in essence, is the substance. He is the source of your supply. It's not the thoughts that you have. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, because we want to think on good things. But you ain't manifesting nothing because God ain't moved by your thoughts. Trust me. Thoughts help you, not him. God is moved by your faith. And just like I shared in my last podcast, it's not faith. It's not believing that God will do it. It's knowing. Faith is knowing. Faith is knowing that God will do it. I'm dealing with the situation right now. Dealing with the situation right now. I have not seen my grandson in two years. In two years. Most devastating thing that I've ever had to experience in my life. Most devastating experience. Uh, uh, No. mm -mm. Again. People want to point fingers and 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 get involved in stuff they have no clue, don't know nothing about. Enemy try to keep me from my other grandbaby. Most devastating experience that I've ever dealt with in my life. But you know what God said? I will provide. I have faith. Not that God may do it but that God will do it. It's already done. And while I'm waiting for God to manifest this thing in my life, not for the universe, not for my brain, my thoughts, but for God to manifest this thing in my life, while I'm waiting, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to thank him. And I'm going to be encouraged that when God turns the situation around, our family will never have to revisit this thing again. Because that's the kind of God we serve. Well, it's been a pleasure. And I pray that you got something from this word. But I want you to know that God sent me this morning to tell you that God will provide whatever you're looking for. God will provide. Whatever you're going through, God will provide. Put it in his hands. Give it to him and let him be the source of your supply. All right. Well, I love you all and I thank God for this opportunity. I pray that you receive something. Be blessed.